Welcome, ladies and gents, to the first episode of the Combat Corner Podcast. I'm Lincoln Woods, creator and host, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about and covering everything combat sports related, where we'll be diving in and unlocking the fight game secrets. For those of you who aren't super familiar with what combat sports are or what they're about, it's essentially a sport that involves a one-on-one combat aspect, or as a lot of people like to call it, a duel. Some of the most popular and well-known combat sports out there that I will be covering but will not be limited to are wrestling, no, not WWE, but collegiate wrestling, which is folk style, and uh, Olympic style wrestling, which is freestyling Greco, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, or BJJ, mixed martial arts, or MMA, Muay Thai, kickboxing, boxing, and Judo. Now, this is a short list of seven combat sports, but... That being said, this will be my foundation for the podcast, and once I get things up and running, I will definitely expand to cover a wider variety of combat sports. For the first episode, I'm going to keep it pretty short and simple, and just do a brief overview of events that just happened this past weekend, and uh, big events that are upcoming in the combat sports world that you should be looking out for. So without further ado, we're going to jump right in. This past weekend, we had a big content creator boxing match, lots of hype around it, as most of you might have heard, or some of you might have heard. Uh, Dylan Dennis took on Logan Paul, and KSI took on Tommy Fury. Just to give you some context on these people and who they are, Dylan Dennis is an MMA fighter and specializes in jiu-jitsu, and Logan Paul is a big content creator, has a huge presence on social media, and is what I like to call a hobby boxer because he is you know, not trying to make a career out of boxing, but does it just for the fun of it. KSI is also a big content creator, has a massive presence in social media, and is part of a big uh, content creation group called The Sidemen, which is uh, EU-based, and he is also a hobby boxer. As for Tommy Fury, he's a pro boxer. That being said, he's a little bit of a joke because he does pad his stats by going against content creators such as Jake Paul and this past weekend, KSI, uh, to kind of earn some extra money and publicity. So, let's jump into the the results. Logan Paul versus Dylan Danis. Logan dominated all five rounds and won by unanimous decision, which honestly should be a surprise to most people, considering Dylan Danis is the, the MMA fighter out of the two and does have experience in the fight game. Yes, I did say five rounds. For those of you who do know boxing, boxing matches are usually 12 three-minute rounds. But like I said, this is a content creator boxing boxing match, so they only did five because, let's be honest, I don't think that most of these guys could last uh, 12, 12 rounds in the ring. It's just not realistic. So, uh, as I said, Logan Paul won by unanimous decision. He looked absolutely phenomenal. His defense was on point. His offense was on point. You could definitely see the work that he was putting in in the room was definitely getting out there on the canvas. As for Dylan, he made an absolute joke of himself on a public stage, not only by losing, I wouldn't call that necessarily a joke, but he ended the fight swinging at Logan Paul's bodyguards, which just made him look like an absolute idiot. I'm sure if you want to see this clip, it's definitely on social media somewhere if you just search it up. Um, I know that ESPN, MMA, and SportsCenter also had it on their Instagram pages as well, so if you want to go check that out, feel free. As for the KSI versus Tommy Fury boxing match, as most of you could have guessed, Tommy Fury did win by unanimous decision. That being said, I don't think he deserved to win by unanimous decision. 
and even a split decision, in my opinion, might be a bit of a stretch considering that KSI was the one landing most of the significant strikes, and he also had what seemed to be a little bit better of a defense. His face looked less banged up, he looked more smooth in the ring, and it looked like he wasn't, you know, panicking as much and locking up. As for Tommy Fury, he did secure that win, but it was a little bit of a joke, in my opinion. Moving on, we have the ADCC Submission Fighting World Championships. For those of you who don't know, ADCC is uh, it stands for Abu Dhabi Combat Club, and this past weekend, the East Coast Trials were hosted. The winners of these East Coast Trials get plane tickets paid for to go to the West Coast Trials, and if they win at the West Coast Trials... They then get to go and advance to the world championships with 16 of the of the best grapplers and submission fighters in the world. Now, ADCC does hold eight trials, two trials occurring in each region of the world, to decide who these 16 people will be at each weight fighting to be the world's best submission fighter. Let's jump right into the winners. So at 66 kg, we have Dorian Oliveras, who is competing in a, a full adult bracket. He's only 17 year old, or 17 years old. He's an incredible grappler, really good wrestler, and will be competing in one of the biggest wrestling tournaments actually coming up this next weekend, which is Super 32. At 77 kg, we have Elijah Dorsey coming in at, at the top. 88 kg, we got Jacob Couch. 99 kg, we got Paul Ardilla. 99 plus kg, we have Dan Manasoy. 55 kg for the women's, we have Alex Enriquez. 65 kg, we have Mo Black. And 65 plus kg, we have Amanda Leave. Now diving into the Super 32 wrestling tournament, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, it is a massive tournament really big and massive presence of college recruiters and some of the best high school wrestlers that the U.S. has to offer, looking to add to their resume and just, you know, check off one more box. Uh, this part may be a little bit of a snooze fest for some people. I am going to go over the weight classes and significant names, so if you're not a wrestling fan, you can feel free to skip ahead. At 106 pounds, we have number two ranked Ignacio Villasenor, from Colorado. He's a freshman, uh, number two ranked in the country. Should be interesting to see what happens with him this weekend. Number three, we have Joe Batchman from Pennsylvania. He's also a freshman. Gray Burnett from Ohio, also a freshman. And Rocco Cassiope from Illinois, which is another freshman. 106 is looking pretty stacked. Those are all pretty b big names if you know anything about wrestling. These names should hopefully stick out to you. At 113 pounds registered, we have the number one ranked in the country, 106-pounder Paul Kenny from New Jersey, who's a freshman. We got number two ranked Dominic Monetero from Illinois, who's a sophomore. We got number four Aaron Seidel from Pennsylvania, who's a junior. And number eight Davis Modakai from Pennsylvania, who's a senior. Moving up to 120, we got number one, Anthony Knox from New Jersey. Anthony Knox is a big name in the wrestling community. He's a junior this year, and he's looking to add to his resume. We got number one at 113 pounds, Christian Castillo, who is last year's Cadet World Champion. That, 
that is a pretty big deal to say that you are a world champion, especially at this age. From Arizona, and he's a junior. Number five, we got Seth Mendoza, who's from Illinois, and a junior. We got number six, Nathan Desmond to cap it off, who is a 2022 Fargo All-American from Pennsylvania, and he is also a junior. Moving up to 126, we got number one, Jax Forrest, who is a former cadet world championship runner-up. So last year he got second at the world championships. Pretty impressive. He's looking to add to his resume as well. Uh, he's from Pennsylvania, and he is a sophomore, surprisingly. Number five, ranked at 113 pounds. Looks like he's going up a little bit. We got Anthony Mernatelli uh, from Pennsylvania. He's a junior. Number six, we got Sebastian Derangero from Florida. Uh, he's a junior. Number seven, we got Jake Hawkaday from Indiana, junior in high school. Ah, moving up to 132 pounds, we got number one, Ben Devino. He's a 2022 Fargo double champ. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with wrestling, Fargo is the equivalent to nationals in the U.S. and is uh, competed in both freestyle and Greco, which is the uh, Olympic-level wrestling style. Ben Devino is from Illinois. He is a senior this year, and I believe he's committed to Ohio State. I'd have to double-check that, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. He's an absolute phenomenal wrestler. I've actually gotten the chance to wrestle him myself, and let me tell you, this kid is on another level. Number two, we got Kyler Larkin, who is this uh, past year's Freestyle Fargo champ at 132, and the 2022 Freestyle Fargo champ. So he's running it two years in a row. That's pretty impressive to back-to-back Fargo champ like that. He's from Arizona, and he's a senior. Number three, we got Bo Bassett, who is a really big name. He's scored himself a lot of attention. He's gotten some sponsor deals. I believe that he is last year's Super 32 champ. And he's the uh, 2021 Cadet World Champ, which is really impressive. He's from Pennsylvania and a sophomore in high school. At number five, we got Sergio Vega from Arizona, and he's a junior. He's looking to make some upsets this coming weekend. 138, we got number four at 132, or number four ranked at 132 pounds, Cooper Hilton from Tennessee. He's a junior. Number four, we have Landon Robidoux. Uh, this past year's Fargo runner-up, so he got second in freestyle, and he's from Minnesota. I've actually gotten the chance to be in a, a couple camps with Landon Robidoux, really nice kid, really down-to-earth, and a phenomenal wrestler. He's a junior this year, and he's looking to add to his resume as well. Number five, we got Paul Kenny, this past year's junior world champ from California. He's a senior this year and is looking to just add one more item to his resume to impress these college coaches and hopefully finalize himself a college scholarship if he hasn't already. Number one, or number 11, sorry, Sam Herring from Pennsylvania, and he's a sophomore. Moving up to 144 pounds, we got number one, Pearson Manville from Pennsylvania. He's a senior. Number two, Colin Rath from Pennsylvania. He's a junior. Number four, we got Jackson Joy from Ohio, who's a senior. And number six, we got Melvin Miller from Pennsylvania, who is a freshman. Pretty impressive for a freshman to make it up on a on a list, especially so high up in the weights like that. At 150, we have number three ranked at 145 pounds, Miguel Estarda 
from California. He's a senior this year. We got number four, Vince Buzakas, who is this year's Pan Am champ and this past year's Freestyle Fargo champ. He's from Pennsylvania. He's a junior, has a pretty good uh, resume already when it comes to wrestling. He's just looking to add a belt to it as well from Super 32. We got number six, Caldeo Torres from Florida, who's a junior this year. Number seven at 160 pounds, Colin Gage from Pennsylvania, who is also a junior. Moving up to 157, we got number one, Joe Seeley or Joseph Seeley. Last year's junior world, uh, yeah, junior world champ from Florida. He's a senior this year, an absolute beast. He looks so fluid when he's wrestling in his matches, and it's going to be amazing to see what he's going to be able to do this year at Super 32. That being said, he does have some competition in his bracket with number two, Ladarian Lockett, who is this year's junior world champ and is an absolute dominant wrestler. Honestly, ran through the world tournament this year. Really impressive to see how he dominated the way that he did. He's from Oklahoma. He's a junior this year, and he's looking to give Joe Seeley a run for his money. Number five, we got Connor Harrier from Pennsylvania, who's a senior this year. Number nine, Corey Thomas from Michigan, who's a senior as well. Moving on to 165 pounds, we got number one, Pearson Manville from Pennsylvania. He's a senior. Number two, Colin Rath from Pennsylvania. He's a junior. Number four, Jackson Joy from Ohio. Uh, He's a senior. And number six, Melvin Miller from Pennsylvania, who is a freshman. Now, a lot of these Pennsylvania kids are on the top tier of wrestling, especially these freshmen. Really impressive that they're making it into these lists, especially when these are some of the top-ranked people in the nation when it comes to wrestling at these weights. It's going to be interesting to see where some of these freshmen land in the brackets, and hopefully we'll get to see a couple upsets. At 175 pounds, we have number four, Cole Hahn Lindenmeyer. Sorry. From Minnesota, who's a senior. Number five, Adam Waters from Pennsylvania, who's a sophomore. Number 10, Dominic Federici from Pennsylvania, who's a senior. Number 13, Angelo Posada from California, who's a junior. Angelo Posada is a little bit lower down in the ranks in terms of what it says right now. He's number 13. That being said, Angelo Posada is definitely going to make some upsets this weekend. He's a phenomenal wrestler and has the reputation of being able to put his name on the board. At 190 pounds, it is a little bit of jump from 175, but I guess that's how they're doing it here at Super 32. We have number one, Adian Sinclair from Wisconsin, who's a senior this year. Number two, Harvey Lundington from New Jersey. He's a junior. Number three, Run Lawrence from Pennsylvania, who's a senior. Number six, Tucker Hogan, who's from Pennsylvania and a, and a senior as well. Moving up to 215 pounds, we have number four at 195 pounds, Dreshawn Ross from Iowa. Dreshawn is really solid wrestler. I believe he was this past year's uh, Fargo double champ and continues to make his name more well-known throughout the entirety of, of the wrestling community. Number four, we have Jude Carrera from New Hampshire, who's a junior. We have number nine, Adian Shalette 
from New Jersey, who is a senior. Number 10, Oscar Williams from Oklahoma, who is also a senior. Now moving on to the heaviest and final weight class, 285. Number 6, Spencer Langosoff from Louisiana, who is a senior. Number 7, Mark Effedian from Pennsylvania, who's a freshman. Number 8, Parker Farrell from Virginia, who's a senior. And number 10, Daniel Herrera from Iowa, who is also a senior. Super 32, the brackets are out. They're looking stacked. It'll be interesting to see what the results will be, but we're going to keep moving. So this next weekend, in addition to Super 32, we also have one of the biggest UFC events of the year. That's right, I'm talking about UFC 294. In my opinion, this is a must-watch card. It is in Abu Dhabi in the UAE. It will be hosted at, I believe, pre prelims are starting at 7 a.m. our time, and main card should start around 9.30 to 10 o'clock our time. It is early, but they are some must-watch fights, so I honestly think it's worth getting up early to do. Sorry if I didn't mention before, but that will be taking place this weekend, October 21st. So for the, I'm going to skip the uh, prelims because you probably don't want to hear me ramble about stats and predictions. I'm just going to go straight into the main card lineups, especially since I just spent probably almost 10 minutes talking about Super 32 and the weights and what those are looking like. We're going to move straight into the main card lineups and cut to the chase. At Bantamweight, we have Sayed Nurmagomedov from Russia versus Muin Garifov from Tajikistan. At middleweight, we have Ikram Alaskarov, who's ranked number 11 in the middleweight division from Russia, versus Warley Alves from Brazil. Moving to light heavyweight, we have Magomed Ankalev, who's ranked number 2 in the division from Russia, versus Johnny Walker, who is an all-time favorite, a fan favorite, ranked number 7 from Brazil. Moving up to middleweight and the co-main event, shout-out Charles Oliveira, shout-out... Paulo Costa for getting replaced, the co-main event and the main event, but luckily UFC did come in clutch and find us some great replacements, arguably better matchups. Middleweight division, we have Kamar Usman replacing Paulo Costa. Who Kamar Usman is ranked number one. He's the former welterweight champ. He's from Nigeria, and he's taking on UAE's Kamzat Shamayev, who is ranked number four in the division. Uh, They're going to be fighting for the chance to fight Sean Strickland, who is the current middleweight champ for the middleweight title. Moving on to the main event, Islam Makachev, lightweight champion, currently is uh, from Russia, is taking on Alexander Volkanovsky, who is a big name in the fight game. Regardless if you watch fighting, you definitely have heard this name out there before. He is, I believe, either the number two or number one pound-for-pound a fighter in the world, so he is obviously very dominant, made a name for himself, and tends to do really well in matchups. If I didn't say before, he's the featherweight champion from Australia, and this will be the second time he's facing Islam Makachev. The first time that they um, went up against each other, it did end in a close split decision in favor of Islam, but it was a very close fight. Alex is coming back for revenge and is looking to become the next double champ in UFC in both featherweight and lightweight divisions if he is able to take away Islam's belt. Moving on, we are going to keep it going here. Uh, Next weekend, 
October 27th through 29th. We have another big wrestling tournament coming up called Preseason Nationals. Now, this is another really big tournament. It does have college recruiters at it, and it is another place that wrestlers go to get their name put on the board and hopefully get some college attention. Moving on to the final event we will be talking about, we have Francis Ngannou, who is a former UFC heavyweight champ, taking on Tyson Fury, who is an undefeated veteran in pro boxing. This is happening October 28th, which is not this coming Saturday, but the weekend after. Um, Francis Ngannou isn't a boxer. That being said, he is an absolute beast and currently holds the world record for the world's hardest punch, which is said to be more powerful than a 12-pound sledgehammer swung from overhead at full force by an adult man, which is absolutely insane. I don't know if I'd be wanting to take a right hook from somebody like him. They will be taking on each other in a boxing fight. It should be pretty interesting. Francis Ngannou is being trained up by Mike Tyson right now. Should be interesting to see if Mike can really train Francis up enough to take on a big boxing legend such as Tyson Fury and see if Francis is able to add a loss to Tyson Fury's record. That wraps up the first episode of The Combat Corner. Thanks so much for joining me, and don't forget to tune in next week. It definitely will be good. I'll have the full recap of UFC 294, including results and upsets of the night, major Super 32 upsets, as well as results and significant names and weight classes for preseason nationals that will be coming out. I'll have all that information next week, and stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening.